been here before such a wonderful people. I was reading in the word of the Lord today where it said the government should be upon his shoulders. Wonderful counselor. Well, that was Jesus. The prophet Isaiah was speaking of Jesus, this lovely son of God that was going to be born into the world. And what was he to be born for? To save people from their sins. I thank God tonight that one day I was lost in sin, bowed down and didn't know the way of eternal life. And the Lord sent his people our way. He sent them with the everlasting word of God. And he... Uh, let's give everybody about a minute now to get quiet, please. Everybody wants to sit down now. Will you sit down right now? That's all. But I feel like you're going to hear mine a little from me because the, the great preachers is most all preached, it seems to me like. And, and I ain't got no excuses to make. I ain't going to tell you I ain't no preacher. And I ain't going to tell you I can't do nothing because I feel like I'm in the service of God. Right. And I want to the That's power right. and, and spirit of God to rest upon me. Yeah. And whatever I do in life and everything that I undertake in life, that it be ordered by the Lord. I tell you, our folks, when we think of God, he's always had a people. He's always had somebody that he could speak through. Yes, and I tell you, my friends, God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He said you should be the head and not the tail. You should be above and not beneath. So I want to tell you when the Spirit of God is upon his people, you can just as well rest assured that God's got something to do with it. So the Lord has to speak through his people. And I pray, God, that every word that I speak here tonight will be ordered from the Lord. I wouldn't want to say anything that didn't please our God. But the Lord told us in his word, he said, if we add to the words that are written in this book, that he would add to us the yeah, plagues that are written in there. And he said if we take from yeah. the words of it, our part would be taken out of yeah. eternal life. So we want to be sure when we speak the words of God that we, we've got something upon us, that we might speak the words that, that, that is edifying, that, it, that will bring forth fruit to everlasting life. When we look at this, people, I looked and I watched the doors. I said, I do hope somebody will come in here don't know nothing about religion and don't know the Lord because that's the kind of people I like to talk to because our folks, you already all of you most know more than I do. And we've got our wonderful counselors among us. And he said them, in his word, he says them to, uh, to um, how is that about those that have rule over you? Obey them that have rule over you and esteem them very highly for their work's sake. So we've got people that's able, that's able to counsel you and able to tell you what to do. And I tell you, I feel like telling people that uh, what they have to do to be saved. The world is lost. There's people everywhere who don't know nothing about God. They're earnest people. They're people that are in the churches and they're connected there and they're just as in earnest as you and I are. But they don't know. They don't know what to do. We've had people down our way to get sanctified. They didn't know what to do. They thought they were saved. They were doing all they knew to do. But when they heard they had to be sanctified, they had to have the carnal nature that caused them to commit sin taken out of their heart. They never knew nothing about it. They never heard nothing about it. All over the world like that. Oh, I tell you, our folks, I feel encouraged to tell people the ways of eternal life. And what I was thinking about when the meeting first started, I thought about Paul there when he was stricken down at noonday and he heard a voice and he said, Oh, who was that speaking? And Jesus, he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And he 
told him to rise upon his feet. And he said, I called you. And he was going to send him to the Gentiles. Oh, let me read it. I can't quote scripture like all of these folks. But I tell you, I love the everlasting uh, word of God. When I was young at the age of 17 years old, I got sanctified. And I put the love stories, the novels, the magazines, and every old trash that the devil got set up aside. I took the word of God. I pressed it to my bosom. I read that word. It's my life. It's my bread. It's brought everlasting life to me. It's kept me alive. Let me see where that is in the 16th chapter. 26th chapter of Acts, isn't it, somebody? I just wanted to read that. I, everybody knows it. And, and if, I, if I was real young, you know, if I was real young, I could remember a lot better than I can now. But anyhow, it's right over here. And he, and he told Paul, he said, uh, he said, but arise. People wonder, what in the world makes them sanctified people stand up anyhow? Why don't they all go out there and sit down and just have Joseph up there preaching for them? What makes them stand up anyhow? But I tell you, our folks, we've got God on our side. Yes, we have. You just as well rest assured that this is the people of God. And he said there would be no man to stand before you all the days of your life. Oh, I tell you, we got God on our side. Oh, his word was delivered not to the wise and prudent, but he he delivered it to babes in Christ Jesus. I thank him tonight. He brought the book out one time, and the wise man wasn't able to, to, to read the book. And he brought them out, and they wasn't able. But he said, the land of the tribe of Judah prevailed and unloosed the seals of that book. And that's what unlooses it today, our Oh, I tell you, Jesus, when you get him in your heart, and you begin to read his sacred word, you begin to love that word of God, the seals will break. You don't have to have nobody else to tell you, but the seals will break, and your eyes will be open. Well, here, Paul, he said, but rise. I told you what was the matter with us. We got it on our side. He told Paul to rise, stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister, a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom I now send thee. The Lord had a way of doing things in that day. He has it today. I thank God that Paul was disobedient to that heavenly vision. But one day he launched out and he began to tell the people. And so it reached on down to old Shikatig Island there when the Lord appeared to old Uncle Jolie's. They come down our way telling me about it. I fell in love with the gospel that that old man preached. They told me he had a little bit of chin whiskers and he got sanctified and he began to tell his congregation about it. And and, and, and by and by he got him a bunch like if you don't never tell nobody about it, nobody won't know nothing about it. But he says, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be said? I believe God has a way of sending his people. One time he sent a bunch of people out, and they come back, and he says, did you like anything? No, I didn't like anything. Well, it's just the same today. Don't fail to trust God. He says, 
It's not a work left any man should boast. But I tell you, we got boasters all over this land and country. Oh, they think to, if they just could give their millions and give all, will their property, everything they got to some charitable institution, to build churches for an orphanage, or whatever these things might be, they think that'll surely buy them a ticket into heaven, but it don't come that way. Without charity, Paul says, Thou bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I understand all mysteries, and I can remove mountains, and I have all wisdom, and I have not charity. It profiteth me nothing. But we got to have the love of God in our hearts. We just as well rest assured of that. We ain't going to get into heaven without it. And I thank God for this day. So, now, here it is. You know, one time, Lion Anderson, I was over, Brother John Miller was over there at our house. <clears throat> I said, he was talking about the church and how he loved it and the faith of the church. I said, Brother John, just give me a Bible answer, just a Bible answer. In Bible words, what's the faith of our church? And I'm just going to read this verse to you. And so this is what the Lord, what Jesus said to Paul. To open their eyes. Now that covers a lot. People's eyes are... uh, They have eyes and they see not. They have hearts and they don't understand. They're in darkness and walking in darkness and calling it light. That's the way this world is going. And many honest people. But here's what he says. To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of... From darkness to light. That covers lots of ground. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. I tell you, our folks, if you're in doubt and you don't know what what it's all about, there it is right there. It's just right there. And that's a Bible answer. Oh, Brother John told me that. And I, I believe he was a wonderful man of God. I, I really I, I think of the many wonderful words that he said to me in his last days, Aaron Anderson, and I thank the Lord that I heard those words. <clears throat> Well, I didn't get up here to talk about our folks. I got up here to tell people that we've got eternal life. And the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach good tidings, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to bring liberty to the captive, to unloose the prison doors. Oh, he said, it's not this the fast that I have chosen. I tell you, our folks, we've got everlasting life. We've got the eternal word of God. I feel like traveling on. Well, when Jesus was here upon this earth, you dear friends, that have come out here and you don't know what all of this is about and we talk about being sanctified perhaps you don't know what we're talking about but when lots of people all over the world today uh, they think that when they get their sins forgiven they're surely ready to go then some people teach that and some I, I, I don't actually don't tell them they have to have sins forgiven just come up and shake the preacher's hand and pay a tenth of all your own and you're all right brother be sure you pay your dues I've heard people that's got sanctified down our way said the more better you kept your dues paid up the higher standing you was in the church so I'm sorry it's like that but it's like that but the Lord has told us a remedy yeah. and he's told us to preach the everlasting word of yeah. God and to unloose yeah. those heavy burdens that people have bound got yeah. bound upon them and set the captives yeah. free <clears throat> 
So when Jesus was here upon this earth, I wanted to say this to our friends that have come out here and want to know about what you're talking about. Well, we're sanctified people. Well, what do you mean about sanctified? Well, Jesus said on one occasion, both he that sanctified and those that are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call us brethren. So Jesus was sanctified and he was sent into the world to sanctify the people with his own precious blood. But while he was here upon this earth, he forgave men of their sins. And, and, and it's not tough. It's not taught in our modern churches today that people have to be sanctified. They go no further than the forgiveness of your sins. But when Jesus, that isn't what he spilled his blood for. When he was here upon the earth, he forgave men of their sins. We can read of different occasions. One time there, when there was such a crowd there at that house, at Peter's house, and, and, and they brought a, 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 a man of the palsy there, and they couldn't even get in out where Jesus was. The crowd was so great. They took the roof off of the house, and they let him down right there where Jesus was. And Jesus, he, he, he forgave him of his sins. He said, this was done that ye might know that the Son of Man on earth had power to forgive men of their sins. So he didn't have to shed his blood to forgive men of their sins. But he sanctified on the, in the 13th chapters of the Hebrews, it says, wherefore Jesus, also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. So that was his mission in the world. He come in the world, he suffered and he died to bring salvation to you and me. I just thought, I looked over in the corner and I saw a brother over there that we went down there in Louisiana a great number of years ago. We went out and preached the everlasting word of God. I remember. And I just felt like telling him it's just the same today. God is a God that never changed. He said, I am God the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Lord told the children of, told Moses to speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. And he said, ye shall be holy. For I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Does he change it for you and me today? No, but it's just the same. I thank the Lord that he had a way of speaking through his holy prophet. And now he speaks to us through his song. Oh, I tell you, our folks, we've got something to be thankful for. That we've got Jesus on our side. We've got eternal life. And we're rejoicing as we pass along the way. I was thinking about Moses there. You know, God, this... This little stone that Daniel saw cut out of the mountain, not made with hands, it subdued all other kingdoms. And oh, I thought about Elijah there when he was praying, when he went up there with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, and he called the Baal's prophets. He said, why halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, serve him. And if Baal be God, serve him. So I feel like saying tonight, why halt ye between two opinions? If you want to be a child of God, why not forsake the world? Why not turn your back on the world and the things of this world? Jesus told us, the word of God teaches us, he that loves the world and the things of this world. The love of the Father is not in him. So if we are children of God, let's come out bold men and women on God's side that he might know we're the people of God. But getting back to them prophets, it, everybody knows about it. But I love to think of how God manifested himself in that day. And Baal's prophets, they begin to cry and to pray and, and they call on their God. Oh, he didn't hear them. But Elijah, he mocked him. He said, cry a little louder. Maybe he's gone to sleep. Maybe he's gone on a journey. But when God, when, when God told Elijah, fill up them trenches. Fill up them trenches. Twelve barrels of water. Fill them all up. And when the time, and Brother Paul's song says, when the time for the evening sacrifice came, and they called on God's 
great name. That power from heaven above, it licked up the water and everything around there. So that's the kind of God we're serving. He makes a clean thing of it when God does anything for us. He cleans us up from ceiling to the floor. Oh, thank God for his wonderful power. Oh, I tell you, when Moses was going along, you know, this thing, it's just something that don't never fade nor go out. Just like that bush was when Moses was going along there. And he saw that bush afire. Oh, people had been seeing bushes afire, I guess, all the time. But this bush, the fire didn't go out. Oh, the fire didn't go out, but the Lord was in that fire. And he spoke out of that burning bush to Moses. And he said, I've heard the groanings of my people down there in Egypt. Go down there and get my people. I thank the Lord one day he ever set a people out in the world with the everlasting gospel. He told them to go down there and get us. Ruben, he found down there, you're in my way. I thank the Lord to come down there and they found us. I thank him tonight for all he means to me in life. I thank him for everlasting salvation. Just like that bush was, it didn't go out. And that's just the way the love of God is in our heart. When we get God in our heart, it lasts forever. I feel like traveling on. I feel like serving God all the days of my life for what he has done to me. And if there's anybody here that don't know nothing about the Lord, I just pray you that you will turn your face toward heaven and begin to, to cry. I had a little bit more that I wanted to read, but I just haven't got the strength. I thank the Lord today. <coughs> Though this outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day after day. I never felt better in all my life than I do these days. I thank the Lord for what he means to me today. I'm determined that all of my time, all of my time, and all of my talent, all of my strength, and all of my storm, all of my body, soul, and spirit is the Lord's forevermore. I haven't got but one object in life, is to live to please God. I had a birthday on the first day of this month in the year of 1906, down in Rockport, Texas. Sister Abby's old daddy, old Uncle Billy Chandler, is looking at his face today. Came in with others, come down there, and they preached to us that we had to be sanctified to get to heaven, that we had to have our sins forgiven and be sanctified. And I didn't even know what they were talking about, that being sanctified. But I had faith in the people, and I went to praying for the Lord to sanctify me. You don't have to know a whole lot to get sanctified. But if you just feel your need of the Lord, all you have to do is to feel your need of Him. And on the first day of August in the year of 1906, I got sanctified. And I thank the Lord today for all He has blessed me with. I thank Him more than, his, than all the other things that He has given me courage, that He has given me strength, that He has given me His Word, and He has caused me to lean on Him for everything. I've had need of in this life. Oh, Jesus said there in the 15th chapter of St. John, he says, without me, ye can do nothing. And the whole world is trying every way they can to do everything they do without the Lord. But Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. So we want to teach this to our children as they come in and as they go out and to our neighbors. I tell you, our folks, the Lord has placed something upon us when he gave us the words of eternal life and he told us to go and tell others that they might know how they would 
would have to do to be saved. I thank him tonight, and I do thank you, dear brothers and sisters, for your attention and your prayers. And I look over this great rock And I thought, I love everybody. Yes. I told my children today, I said, these young children, different ones of our people, I mean, like little Willie Hobbs, he's big Willie, and David Vaughn, Joe Vaughn, and, and different ones of the children. I nursed him on my knees. Yeah. Yeah. They, my children, they love me today. I said, these dear children, they don't know nothing about me, only what they heard. But these children love me, and I love them. Yeah. And I love every last one yeah. of you dear yeah. children that has been born into the kingdom of yeah. God. Yeah. And if I've got anything at all that I would love to say to you, you ought to be like it says there in the 144th Psalm. says that your young men may be grown up in their youth, that your daughters may be polished at the similitude of a parent, that you'll be that your oxen will be thrown to labor, that there will not be no breaking in or going out, and that, the, that there will happy is the people whose God is the Lord, happy is the people who is in this case, and it says there will be no complaining in their sleep. But I thank the Lord that it's possible for these young men and women, if they trust in God, if they shun the, the very appearance of evil, if they cleave unto the Lord,